The views and opinions expressed on Caffeine and Sarcasm are that of the host and guests alone and are not to be associated with any law enforcement agency or any other entity. Caffeine and Sarcasm could be considered explicit, so listener discretion is advised. You're now listening to Caffeine and Sarcasm with your host, Logan Campbell. So buckle up and brew a cup because here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Caffeine and Sarcasm. My name is Logan Campbell, and I am the host of this wonderful show. I'm glad that you're here. How you doing? How's everybody doing today? I'm, uh, let's see here, it's Wednesday. I'm exhausted. I worked an 18-hour day yesterday. Um, makes for a long day when you're uh, instructing in the morning, and then uh, you have to work your regular shift after that. It's um, part of it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I've got uh, some, some things to take care of today. Um, I, I wanted to talk really quickly. I had uh, I was looking through my Facebook today, and I came across this article that was posted by one of the local Fox stations, um, and it's uh, an article about uh, an Iowa journalist covering a protest for racial justice uh, was blinded when a police officer shot pepper spray in her face and jailed for hours despite telling him repeatedly that she was just doing her job, according to the video. Um, played at the Tuesday at the reporter's trial. So, um, I, I, I sort of understand that they rep- this is a repost of the story um, they had originally posted in March of last year. It's literally a year old. But because this, this trial is going on, um, they felt the need to repost this to you know, create further divide um, with people, and uh, of course, we all know if you are paying attention, the trial in Minneapolis is going on right now. So, what better way to to bring unity uh, for the United States and for the people of the United States than to make them all collectively hate the police instead of just one side? You know, because that's that seems to be the goal of the media. I got to tell you, it really was frustrating to me because I see no point in that other than to create a divide. I don't know I don't understand how how anyone could see it any other way. And I'm being dead serious. Because there's there's no reason to post that with the the headlines that they do. It gets really really frustrating. And and to be honest, I would love to have a member of the news media on this show to talk about that. To talk about why they use the the biting headlines that they do, the clickbait, the and I get it because it's 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 inflaming. It's you know it'll make you mad or or whatever. And some people don't even read the article; they'll just share it. They'll just read the headline. You know, there's people commenting on it like this is from a year ago. And while I'm not suggesting that we forget what happened in the past, what I'm suggesting is is that put that up front. Hey, this didn't happen yesterday. This happened a year ago. But the trial is coming up, and the, the, <laughs> the thing that bothered me, I think, the most was that it was in it was in Iowa. It wasn't even in Indiana. This is a local Indiana news station that is posting about it. So while I understand that 
the the job of the news media is to to get the news out there. Uh, why it garnered national attention is beyond me. I don't I don't understand why they felt the need to share this story of of a news reporter being arrested after um, failing to follow the officer's commands to disperse, which is what they were lawfully telling them to do. Um, I'm not sure why that's a, a national news piece. So I, I don't know. I don't understand the the drive for that. Um, it is what it is, I suppose. I mean, I you know I've said it before and I'll say it again. It, it seems that the the media is the enemy of the people. Um, it used to be their job to sort of be the the middleman between the government and the people, you know, because the First Amendment is all about media. Not all, but it, you know, it, it sort of is a blanket for them of, hey, it's the right of the people for free speech and, and you know, you know, getting our word out there, our feelings and everything. And yet it seems like they're more so working for the government, which is, it, it can be a little frustrating because, you know, we don't know what's what's right anymore. We don't know who's telling the truth. Some people might be telling half the truth, um, and that half of the truth is fact-checked, and they're fact-checked with opinions and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a vicious, vicious cycle that we're, we're getting into, and I'm tired of it. Um, I'm ready to go back to the days of, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? All right, have a great day, and we move on. But instead, it's, hi, how are you? Um, hey, did you just uh, assume something about me? Or, hey, that was offensive the way you waved with your left hand instead of your right hand, or whatever. It's It seems like we're getting to that point where it's going to be that way. But luckily, luckily, we are going to be saved on March 18th because that is the day that the Justice League comes out. <laughs> I, I'm, I've been nerding out for the last month because of uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I could go on and on about it, um, and I actually might go on and on about it um, next week because... Um, yeah, that comes out on the 18th and I'm super excited. So, um, next week will probably be an episode all about, um, the Justice League and comic book stuff, which unfortunately some of you won't listen to and that's fine. But this week we have an incredible guest on 10-8 memes. Um, we, we recorded this, I don't even remember when in February and it went off the rails so fast. I mean, we were, we, we talked about all kinds of crazy stuff. It's a good time. Uh, we have a great discussion, lots of laughs. So um, if you you know were a little bit depressed from last week's episode, um, the episode with Jen talking about Jake, hopefully this week can uh, bring you some smiles and some laughter because uh, we we <laughs> we definitely had a good time. So here is my interview with my buddy Ten Eight Memes. It was supposed to be a one-off, and now I feel like I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> no, nah, man, the Jersey Boys podcast, man, it's the uh, the episodes are great. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate it. They're uh, they're a lot of fun. So, um, appreciate it. yeah, um, so I'll just do a, a soft open, I suppose. All right, everybody, welcome back to Caffeine and Sarcasm. Uh, I'm here with the guy who started it all, I suppose. <laughs> for for me, for a lot of us, uh, you know, he was the one that decided to jump uh, with both feet in. Please welcome Ten Eight memes the 10 8 memester the 10 8 meme lord what do you want hey whatever you want to call me i'm good with it what's going on man awesome dude i just i literally just got off the uh the rower we bought a 
it's not a concept too because i don't have 900 mm-hmm. um and they're back ordered for like six months from rogue so yeah which is just awesome so we bought something off of amazon it's called the sunny health and fitness rower and uh-huh. it's it's magnetic so it's it does it isn't wind powered oh okay so, you know it doesn't make the sound when you're pulling on it but uh it's a nice little rower um so i sit there i got my tv set up uh, with the xbox there and i i was looking through hbo max and the mummy was on you remember the brendan fraser movie the original mummy yeah yeah like well not the original one it's you well know, yeah it well the, yeah 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 the 99 one with brendan fraser underrated yeah totally underrated. Yeah. and if you think about it that film series launched so many careers i mean the rock is, oh, is yeah. the biggest one i mean obviously the rock had his wrestling career but i mean he would not be the rock we're talking about today without that film series oh totally so. it well the fact that because it was the mummy returns where yeah. he came out as like the scorpion creature and mm-hmm. everybody was like that's a shitty rock cgi thing <laughs> yeah. and they made a whole movie about it yeah yep what i remember i remember watching that movie i was I was young. I don't know. I had a Halloween party and that was the movie we put on. So that's, that's my memory of that. Yeah. Just you know, as a kid. It's, it's hard to, to get past Brendan Fraser. Like, yeah, I do. It was especially like, I mean, you and I are both scrubs fans mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his character on scrubs, both of his episodes. So well done. Oh my gosh. And they punch you in the gut every time you, every watch. single time. Yep. Yep. My nephew and I, well, I found Scrubs before my nephew, but my nephew and I watched it and he's like in love with Scrubs. I mean, so am I, but I mean, he's like beyond it. And he like is on his like ninth rewatch of Scrubs and he's talking about like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, man, you know, I just watched those two episodes. And like, when you know the punchline, like when you know the, the spoiler of it, it's just the whole episode feels so different. I'm like, yeah, it's spooky. Mm -hmm. Especially the second one. If you, have you listened to their podcast? I have uh, not. They fake, they did like a watch through one, right? Yeah, it's it's called yeah. Fake Doctors Real Friends, and it's uh, Zach Braff and um, Faze, um, Donald Faison. Uh, yeah, okay. And it's actually really really good. They they go through each episode, so they're in like season four now because okay. they started it just you know during the pandemic, and it's really funny to to hear about the backstory behind mm-hmm. things and and you know, the different, they, cause they have directors on, they've got uh, Bill Lawrence on. There's a whole bunch, you know, the creator of the show, yeah. mm-hmm. um, a bunch of different directors. They've had Sarah Chalk on there several times. And it's, it's really fun to hear the stories behind the stories. Yeah. You know, That's so cool. That, I got to check it out. Cause I know like the Sopranos cast, they did one for the, well, during the pandemic, but it was for their, whatever it was 20 year reunion or whatever. And I listened to like a few episodes of that. That's a little harder just cause it's hour long episodes and they're talking about stuff, but mm-hmm. I feel like the scrubs one that, and you know, it's, it's less serious. So I feel like that would be good. I just, I love scrubs, love Zach Braff. He kind of, I don't, he kind of jumped ship a little bit, but he's, he's, I mean, back then, like early two thousands, he was in his prime. Like he was top notch. Oh, he actually, yeah. He did a show about podcasting too. I don't know if you know about that. Really? Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah it was on yeah. Uh, Apple. It was, it was on, on Apple, wasn't it? Apple or ABC or something like that. Like it yeah. was um, Alex Inc. I think it was, where it was yeah. a guy starting a podcast. Yep. I remember that. And they actually talked about that on one of the episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, well, uh, he got that Garden State movie too. He wrote that. Garden, I love Garden State. I love Garden State. He Here's why I like Garden State. He won an Academy Award for putting together the uh, soundtrack for Garden State. 
Yep. And it was literally just his personal playlist. And he was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I like this song. So I'm going to put it. And like back when I was in filmmaking and stuff, I was like, that's, that's me. Like I'm so influenced by music as well that when I would write a scene, I would write it with music in, in my mind already. And yeah, I just related so well to that. And I mean, because of that, I know who the shins are and, you know, a bunch of other bands that I oh, yeah. thoroughly enjoy. So yeah, I, I love garden state sometimes. I mean, it can be a little hokey, you know, because it is what it is, but you know, one of those coming to coming back home, coming of age stories, but I like them. I like that one. Yeah. It's uh, and it's funny because he's talked about before when he was building that soundtrack, he, you know, had several songs of, you know, that he wanted for certain scenes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, his producer or whatever would be like, no, that, that song is from this movie. So he didn't want, you know, certain songs to relate back to other movies. He was like, yeah. I want, you know, anything on here. I want it to be specific to my movie. And, which would be really difficult because there's scenes in movies where I'm like, you know, you, you think of, uh, oh, the Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Sound of Silence. Yeah, Sound of Silence, thank you. Um, you know, I think of The Watchmen mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I hear that. Yeah. Or the times they're changing, I think of The Watchmen because both of those songs were in there. You know, shout out to Zack Snyder and his epic films. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it is interesting that, that he did win an Emmy off of just like, no, this is what I like to listen to. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's really cool. And uh, when you're talking about that, cause like he put out, I'm going to be wrong with this one. I think in that album or in the, in the soundtrack, I think he had a cover to such great heights. I think by the postal service, I think the iron and wine version was in it. And I think you may be right. I think that's it. I can't remember which came first, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that the the Iron and Wine was a cover. And like, you know, they're two completely drastically different songs and like one triggers the other. Another one that comes to mind with like um is have you ever seen the movie Donnie Darko? Oh yeah. Ginger yeah. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Suck a- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But like um it's a mad mad world like, you know, mm-hmm. that that version of that song First off, Trump's the original, but whenever oh, I yeah. hear that, I'm, I just I just think of Donnie Darko. Well, it's like the disturbed version of Sound of Silence. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's it's hard to go to get past the original, but Disturbed did it so well. Right, and so differently. Yeah, that it was like, okay, this one's... And, well, hell, uh, Bad Wolves version of Zombie. Yeah. Like, yep. I mean, you know, what's her name from the Cranberries, Rest Her Soul? Um they were awesome and their version of that song is fantastic but bad wolves brought it in and it was like yes this gave is what a, i right they gave it like a whole new life yeah yep i agree so um it's funny iron and wine my sister-in-law loves iron and wine she's seen them several times so shout out to allison hi allison oh there you go <laughs> <laughs> i i i uh admittedly that i think that's the only song i know by them so yeah Oh, apparently they're very good. Uh, you know, they're they're one of those that play like smaller venues now, I mm-hmm, guess, or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, which is typically something I'm into. I just, I don't know. I'm a big, well, back when there were such things as concerts, right. big concert goer. But I'm, I think I went to one like mellow concert and I just didn't jive with it. But like, if it's high energy and the music I usually listen to, I'm all about it. But uh, like, I've always, I love this. Like we said, I love the shins, but I can never like see them in concert. Mm, I feel like yeah. I wouldn't, you know, it, it just wouldn't be wouldn't be my scene i'd be like going to see the plain white tees 
Like, ha, like, I've seen the plain white teeth. <laughs> was it just as bad? <laughs> so, so it was, but I don't, I can't blame the plain white teeth. So one of the colleges here for their like spring break, whatever they had a concert. So the first year that I went, um, it was real big fish and less than Jake. So oh, dude, I, yeah, I was hundred percent. I was like, whatever they're doing next year, I'm going because yeah. I'll throw my money so they can keep getting good bands, whatever. So went to that one. It was amazing. Uh, the following year was yellow card. Oh, that's a winner. Yeah. And I can't remember who I think, I think all American rejects opened. Oh, heck so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, all right. Like they're two for two. What's, what's the third one? Yeah. The third year was smash mouth and plain white tees. Smash mouth be fun. Okay. Right. So, um, now we, it's got to, Oh, and, um, this band called the Icarus account, which is like a smaller, like indie acoustic band. They're good. They're mm. good. But okay. Let me set the scene for you. Florida in the spring, lots of rain. Okay. So the first two years got lucky. The first one was indoors. The second one was outdoors, but there was no problems. The, the third one, giant monsoon thunderstorm. Oh. So uh, they put, they played the, the Icarus account played, they opened the show. And then the, the promoters were like, all right, we need to stop the show for a few hours while the storm passes. So we all got crammed because it was like lightning strikes and everything. We all got crammed. They didn't have like a gymnasium or anything to go to. So we literally hung out in this giant lobby for the storm room <laughs> that to be honest, that's one of the first memes I ever made. Cause there was a Facebook group and I, I you know, the, uh, the SpongeBob of all like the, the, like sardines or whatever crammed mm -hmm. into the crusty crab. Oh, well, yeah. I posted that. I was like waiting for smash mouth, like, and like, <laughs> but it didn't have my face on my Facebook profile picture. So I posted it and you can just see people around the crowd, like opening it and laughing. <laughs> so eventually that part of the storm passed. Actually, I might be a little off, but anyway, uh, so smash mouth comes on. They were okay, but they were so drunk at that point. Cause they had to wait for so long. They forgot the words to all-star. How? How? How do you forget the world? It was on Shrek. Exactly. Like, that's your biggest hit. That's the one you should know. Like, we can forgive you for not knowing I'm a believer, but come on, you can't forget All Star. So, or might as well be walking on the sun. Like, come on. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, I was totally turned off by that point. Like, when you have the lead singer Smash Mouth being like, come on, man, you know the words. I'm like, this isn't karaoke, man. With, it, like, with his soul patch. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And, and his blonde spiked hair is kind of looking like Guy Fieri. Yeah, Guy Fieri. <laughs> so, at that point, I was like, all right, like, oh, and then um, during the rain, Plain White T's amps all got destroyed because I oh. guess they didn't cover them or something. So, they're like, hey, we're going to do an acoustic set. And I was like, nope, we're out. So, I, I, got, I gathered the people I was with. I'm like, we're leaving. And as we're leaving, I, I rolled down my window and they played like, Hey there, Delilah. And I'm like, that's the only song they can play. That's like their only yeah. thing. And I was, so I, I only saw a song by them and only cause I was driving away and I was like, Nope, can't, can't win me back. Sorry. Aww. And then, um, I, I don't think I've been to a concert there since cause I've been a cop ever since that, but like they had like Augustana. Oh um, yeah. Augustana. Yeah. I yeah. Whatever. That. Um, and I think started, I'll go to Boston. Yeah, exactly. Some, some <laughs> one hit one. And I said before the Smash Mouth one, I was like, if you guys get a day to remember here, being from Central Florida, oh, I yeah. was like, it would it would tear the roof off the place. But no one listens to me. What do I know? I, well, I, I was only card. exactly Yellow Card was such a good find. Like if they didn't if they didn't they didn't need All American Rejects. That was just kind of like a nice little add on. Yeah, but. um yeah, 
they just now, then they went to comedians and i never went to see the comedians that played but uh um, oh bro you have you ever been to a live comedian show oh yeah absolutely oh, i was to say you get you gotta go because it's a total yeah. experience actually the first comedy show that i remember going to was uh i was working w- with this guy and we were watching whose line is it anyway at work oh i love and, that show i loved it and uh i was like you know what are these guys up to now and i googled it and the uh colin and brad they were doing their own whose line is anyway on the road and netflix had a recording of it this is six seven years ago now mm-hmm. um and it was called two guys something or other i can't remember it was like One two guys yeah so <laughs> no not that but it was close um and it was it was funny it was it was whose line just the two guys yeah well then go on their site and they were doing a free show at a different college near near me like a half hour away so oh, I was like, nice let's go it's a free show so we yeah. go there uh we somehow got food like I don't know. We wandered in and they're like, Hey, you, you want, you want some food? I was like, absolutely. So free, free show, free meal. And, and it was hilarious. So that was my first one was seeing Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood doing whose lines anyway. That's literally like what people teach us not to do. Like a stranger walks up. <laughs> hey man, you like steak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you like comedy? Uh-huh. <laughs> Why don't you come in here? Yeah, yeah, go in this door. Everything, <laughs> nothing bad will happen. Um, and then like, I've seen, um, I saw Lewis black. Um, oh, I love Lewis black. Love Lewis black. He was probably one of the first standups I really got into as a kid. And then I think the last standup I saw was John Mulaney a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see Bill Burr because yeah. his comedy just smacks me right in the face. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said smacks me right in the face, but well, you were talking about free food and free comedy and going into a room. So yeah. that's typically what happens yeah. next. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's what happens next. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's my Bill Burr. <laughs> hey, yeah, let's go in here and get some steak, you know? <laughs> oh, we're already off the rails. It's fine. Um, Are there, were there ever really rails in the not first Not really. Place? I mean, yeah. I, I, I came into this prepared with nothing. I literally have no questions prepared, no nothing. It's just one of those things. It's like I, a, yeah. It's like yeah, a meme it's, I saw that was like, uh, every time I think I got my ducks in the row, one of those little fuckers wanders off or something like that. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. that's that's my life. Like, mm-hmm. especially when you have kids and stuff, it's, you know, I, I had to do, I was t- taxi driver this morning. Mm-hmm. So I was driving Miss Daisy around and, you know, I had to take the, the kids to school, wife to work, and then I mm-hmm. got to go pick them up later. And it's like, mm-hmm. so then you have to plan your day around, that small amount of time that you have in between so i yeah. had to go get groceries and, and get a workout in and do all this and that and then it's just just one of those days bro yeah yeah when i mean right now i'm living solo but when i live with my family that was that was it like you know we had we we live with a lot of people my sister has a lot of kids and i was living with them and um you know not as many cars as there are people so mm-hmm. when when i was the only one that had the day off or whatever it's like hey you got to pick up these two from school these two from soccer practice this got to get me from work and i'm like whoa hold on a second let me let me get my uh fair meter right here okay. yeah right so Jeez. i totally understand just be an uber driver bro <laughs> i did that once dude there's money in that yeah i did it before there was like real money in it like i i did it just like as like a add-on it was not cool i helped somebody become homeless that was oh. weird. That was very weird. Um, wait, so wait, you helped them become homeless? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what, did um, you like rob them? Give me that. <laughs> Give me all your money. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was way worse. So I get, I, I just got certified or whatever um, 
to be an Uber driver. And my first pickup is like out in the country somewhere by where I used to live. And is that like eight, nine o'clock at night? I was like, yeah, let me try this out. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I drive out there and there's these, these two people, guy and a girl, and they have literally laundry baskets filled with stuff. I was like, am I taking them to do their laundry? Like what's going on here? So, you know, they load all their stuff in my car and they're like, yeah, we're going to go about 40 miles away. I'm like, all right. I was like, that's, that's a good fare. I'm not, I'm not going to question. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. So we drive all the way there, get there. And, uh, they're like, all right, um, we're going to go to this house. So we get there and like, Hey, just don't leave just yet. I'm like, are we doing it? Are we doing a hit? Like, what oh are we my doing? God. The, remember that movie collateral? Yeah. <laughs> right, that's what you are Jamie Foxx. I, I was looking around like, this is sketchy. So they walk in. It's like a, it's like a fenced in house or something. They go in or the, it's, it's a guy and a girl. So the, the guy goes in, the girl waits outside. So again, like sketch vibes are like up there and he, he walks out and he's just shaking his head. So then they come out and they go, all right, well, that didn't work out. That was our place to stay. Um, can you take us out to the main road? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I do. And they're like, listen, um, can you pull us behind the building? Cause this is kind of embarrassing. So I literally, wherever they were, they were moving out. That's what all their stuff was. Mm -hmm. They were trying to get a room with whoever that was. And then when that didn't work out, they were literally just going to be behind this building for the rest of the night. Oh so, yeah. So I pulled around, I let them out. I, it was just so, it was bad. I was like, man, I did it like three or four more trips. And I'm like, all right, this is one guy like insulted my car. I was like, shut your drunk ass up and get, get out of my car. <laughs> it was just, I mean, now Uber is way nice, more reputable. Nice Prius, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It was just, I wish, I wish I got in now. Like now you can like, Oh yeah. Between Uber, Uber eats and Postmates and all that. You can make a full living. Dude. Uh, there are people that do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, a buddy of mine who, works on the PD with me. I don't know if he does anymore because he's in the DB now, but he was for a while. He would do it during uh, Notre Dame season, Notre Dame football mm -hmm. season, because mm -hmm. we're close to Notre Dame. And I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of drunk people when, when right, the football right. games are going on. So he would, he was the qualified for Uber X. He was the, the he higher the nice car. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was like a Buick or something. He's like, I don't know how I qualified, but whatever. <laughs> and you know, he, he, I know he did that for a while um, during the football games. And you know, there, so you could either we get hired out because we're not with uh, we're not that close. We're about 45 minutes away from there, but we can do security or uh, do the parking lot or whatever. They'll mm -hmm. hire us for the police department there. And he's like, look, I can either make overtime rate, doing security stuff or i can just drive drunk people around and i'm like i mean i guess that's true you don't have to wear your uniform so mm -hmm. you know drive yeah. drunk people around i mean what could possibly go wrong i unless they like throw up in your car that yeah, that's my thing like i me and my buddy went out drinking once and he he was having a time so i bought him an uber and i woke up the next morning and i had like a 200 dollars cleaning fee for the uber that oh. i bought him i was like you bitch he ended up paying, he paid me back and then some, but I was so pissed for like a good day. I was like, you bastard. Dude, I, I can't, I can't do that anymore. Like I, you know, when I was, when I turned 30, um, we, my wife had surprised me with a Foo Fighters concert, which okay. I love the Foo Fighters. Yeah, I think Dave Grohl yeah. is one of the greatest musicians to ever exist. Correct. Um, and so she, and this is all the way down in Indianapolis. We're like two and a half hours North of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, 
Like we're just going down there to, you know, hang out with friends or whatever, go out to dinner and, you know, stay at a hotel um, for, for the night or whatever for, for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, so she's like, Hey, we're, we're going to meet so-and-so out. And I'm like, okay. So we're walking out the lobby and here comes like half of my old shift that I used to work oh. with at the old the police department. They've got like this big banner, you know, happy birthday. You know, That's so, awesome. yeah. yeah. So they, you know, made this big scene of it. So we go and have, you know, we go to a restaurant and get dinner and then we run over to the Foo Fighters concert and they're, everybody's just feeding me drinks. And uh-huh. I don't, I don't uh-huh. drink that often. It's right. just not really every once in a while I'll have a beer or whatever, but it's just, I don't like to get that crazy drunk. Well, that night I got that crazy drunk. And mm-hmm. um, at the end of the evening, I was um, not in the, the the best of ways, I suppose. <laughs> say. That's putting um, it very lately. Dude, it, I, so I just, I can't do it anymore because my recovery is like two days. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, in college, you can recover in 12 hours. Yeah. You know, and it's like now it's two days long. I'm like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Yeah, anymore. I definitely, I missed out on that. Like I didn't drink until I was 21. Um, like I remember my 21st birthday, my sister took me out for my first drink, whatever, call me goody two shoes, whatever. It just wasn't my thing. Like my mom had yeah. a drinking problem. So I, I really wasn't into right. that. You want to avoid it. Yeah. Um, but then like when I realized that like, okay, I can go out enjoy myself and it's not an issue. Then, mm-hmm. then I went out and started drinking, whatever, but I definitely missed out on that early college, like party phase. Cause now, <laughs> now you do it and it's people look at you weird. Um, yeah. So I had a similar story to you. I was probably, we went out for my birthday. I'd say it was 26, 27, around there. And uh, we go down to Orlando, my sister and a couple of buddies from work. And my sister taught me a game that day. My sister is like 14 years older than me. So she's, she's, you know, significantly older than me. She, and uh, it's called three, three chugs or three sips or something like that, where, uh, cause I, I, I nurse what I drink. Like I don't drink crazy. So I nurse it Mm -hmm. all the time. Cause I don't drink to get drunk. I drink to enjoy it and, right. you know, whatever and enjoy it. Like I don't party, you know, I, I drink socially and uh, well, she didn't like that. So she's like, all right, I bet you $5 that you can't drink that or you can't take three consecutive sips of that drink. And I was like, this is easy. And I chugged it and she goes, huh, look at that. Your, your drink is empty. You need a new one. So that was her way of just getting me to drink. Oh. Yeah. So th- between that, everybody buying me shots or whatever. Before you know it, I'm walking around Orlando, drunk off my ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a picture somewhere. I'll try to find it for you, of uh, me like laying on top of a statue alligator, like <laughs> <laughs> about as Florida as it gets. I was about um, to say Florida yeah. man story coming up right here. Yeah, um, right next to the sign that says "Do not," you know climb the alligator or whatever mm-hmm. it was so of course had to do that yeah. um you know it's, i don't have many of those like crazy drinking stories but that was a crazy drinking day and then like i tried to do it the following year and i just wasn't into it now I, i'd much rather like go to a restaurant have a few drinks but like not get crazy mm-hmm. and that's that's it for me because yeah, i've like, been into uh ipas okay like you know i've, I've become that guy which is really uh-huh. strange for me oh but- trust me yeah it's just, you know, I found one called uh, Space Dust mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Elysian or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Dude, it's tasty. It's real it hoppy. I, I like them that way, but it's it was really tasty. I was shocked. Yeah, I went to Ireland back in uh, 
16 or 17, I think. And before that, I did not like beer. Like I really didn't. I went to a couple craft beer places. I couldn't find my style. Yeah. Uh, we went out there and of course everything's Guinness. Um, so we were, you know, I will say Guinness tastes different over there. The water just makes it less bitter. I don't know what it is, but it definitely tastes that. different. Um, so I was drinking it. Let me tell you. So I went with a tour group and we all kind of stayed in hostels together and stuff like that. Um, you want to talk about shit that smells load, like five dudes in the same hostel room and oh. everybody drinking Guinness. That was such a, it was rank dude, but <laughs> things I cannot do now that I'm 30. Like I could not deal with that. Um, so anyway, we ended up going to the Smithix brewery in uh, Killarney, I think. And, or Kilkenny is one of them. Kilkenny. And, yeah, I think. Okay. Um, and like actually going through and seeing how the beer is made and the different types and everything like that piqued my interest. And I was like, all right, I'm into this. So I came back to the States and I, I was like a beer guy. Like I was like learning about different types of beer and mm -hmm. what makes this one a stout and this a porter. So like, yeah, I'm, I, I went to, I went out drinking the other night with a buddy of mine and we went to a craft beer place and he's like, all right, which one of these haven't you had? And I'm like, none of them. Because <laughs> yeah. he was gonna try to stump me with something, and I'm like, um, he's like, oh, I bet you haven't had Smithics. I was like, actually, I've been there. And he's like, all right, I give up. Suddenly, you became that uh, that scene in Friends when Paul Rudd and Ross—I don't remember Paul Rudd's character's name—they're talking about, oh, this beer's an ale. This beer's yes. a pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I I used to make fun of guys like that when I was growing up, and like I remember someone was like, oh, you want you want to go uh, taste IPAs with me? And I'm like. No, dude, I like women. But now it's <laughs> <laughs> now I would be like, hell yeah, let's let's do it, you know? Pinky's out. Yeah. <laughs> to the to the point where like if I go to a bar and they don't give me the right beer glass, I'm like peasant. And then I drink. <laughs> oh, like the right kind, you know, for Yeah, the... if they don't if they if they pour you what should be in the tulip and they give you in a pint glass, I'm like, ah, mm. dude, what what is this? I got a uh, a stout the other night mm -hmm. and it was in a tulip. I was, I was impressed, but it yeah. was a, it's a local brewery. So they know, you know, what right, they're doing right. when it comes yeah. to it. But it, uh, I can, I, same place. I went the, the one I went to the other night and I had like a French toast, um, stout. Oh. oh my God. It tastes so good. Like it tastes like you're eating French toast for breakfast. It was great. No kidding. Like, like you could taste the cinnamon, like the sugar and the cinnamon and the, the maple. Oh my God. It was so good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I've found there's some dude on TikTok. I don't remember his name, but all he does is do different drink combinations mm, and people will mm. give him recommendations. Hey, try this and this together. And over the summer, um, I would enjoy uh, Captain Morgan and mm. Coke Zero. I love Coke yep. Zero. Yep, yep. I can't drink regular soda because, you know, I, I look at a, you know, a regular Coca-Cola and my ass jiggles for a week. <laughs> you know my the sugar just reacts poorly to me so i drink coke zero and and i so i love that combination well somebody suggested on there sprite and captain morgan and they okay. say it tastes just like cream soda and i'm like i don't know i don't know if that's true or not but this dude said he was like do it it tastes just like cream soda so i'm gonna end up trying that at some point nice nice um there was one in uh, How I Met Your Mother. It was uh, Kahlua and root beer, and they call it a Tootsie Roll. Uh, I still haven't had it, but I got to try it out. That's like It sounds like an Irish car bomb. Kind of. Which, by the way, don't order that in Dublin. Just, just an idea. No. 
<laughs> I remember sitting in a bar in Dublin and someone was like, oh, can we order our Irish car bombs? I was like, dude, what the hell? That's like going to Manhattan and ordering a Twin Tower. Like, you don't do that. What's, what's a Twin Tower? I, I don't know, but you, you wouldn't <laughs> order it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true, though. I mean, that's like... like I, there was one point... We were walking down the street of Dublin and some guy was like screaming freedom. And we were all like, uh-oh. Like, Scotland. Is... <laughs> yeah, but everyone was like, oh, God, is the NRA still a thing? I was like, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's not go down there. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's like, right. that is the equivalent to when we're in uniform and we walk into a convenience store and somebody says, I didn't do it. That's right. the equivalent. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god i uh i don't know i dude i'd love to go back to ireland i you know like yeah. like i said on yours i went when i was young but where did you go do you remember not i mean i we went to the whole uk we went to um, oh that's right you did scotland and yeah ireland wales and, and england england yeah. sucks i hated it it was you know you get to london and it's you don't see londoners you know, uh -huh. I, you I was tourists. ready for the pip pip cheerio, you know, uh -huh. and yeah, you see tourists and stuff. And, and, it's and like, that's, that's not, that's why I didn't like Dublin. Dublin was too much like a big commercialized city. I mm. didn't like it. I went I to I don't remember it. Like we see, here's the thing. We went to like one arcade, which for everyone listening, an arcade in England or in Europe is not like video games. It's like right. a big, like walk. It's like a, a farmer's market or a flea market. Um, that was cool. Lots of, lots of locals there. Um, but then we went to all the tourist spots, which I mean, you kind of have to, like we went to Guinness, um, we were going to go to Jameson, but something happened and we didn't. And then we went to the movie PS. I love you. I think mm -hmm. or dear John, one of them. Yeah, PS. I love you with Gerard mm -hmm. Butler. Yeah. That's the one that takes place in Dublin. There's yeah. I actually we, really like that movie. I, I haven't seen it. I Dude, it's, seen it. it's, it's, it's worth a watch. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, don't do it by yourself though, or with another guy, do it with your girl, bro. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I, I already know what the movie's about. So. Um, but I we went to that Gerard Butler. <laughs> we went to that that bar, so that was cool. But like everything else was just so. I mean, we went to another couple of sightsees or whatever. But I went to a Garda station there too, which was pretty cool. Um, but like the countryside, oh my god, I would go back there. I would go oh, yeah. again in a heartbeat. Like we did the Ring of Kerry, we did the uh, Cliffs of Moher. 100% I'd, I'd go back there in a heartbeat, but Dublin, you can keep Dublin. Did you do the Blarney Stone? I did. So you kissed the Bar the Blarney I, Stone? I, I kissed the Blarney Stone. So we, we both have kissed the Blarney Stone. So yeah. do you do you know what the locals do there? That's really awkward, bro. We're like Eskimo cousins. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what the, the locals do to the Blarney no. Stone? Uh -uh. Apparently they piss all over it. I, I believe it. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder during Corona, did they close down the Blarney Stone? You know, I had that conversation with somebody recently because they, they, it was actually, we were over at their house and they had a, a calendar because they're going to Ireland this year. They were supposed okay. to go last year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look, it's Blarney Castle. And, you know, I talked about this whole thing where you, where all these dozens and dozens of people stand in line to go and put their lips on this stone where you have to like lay backwards and, uh -huh. and do all this stuff. And, which, and they were which like, in all honesty, I'm, I'm not a big thrill guy, but if the guy wasn't holding me, I would have fucking fell through that crack. Oh yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if they're like sanitizing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Oh, you, well, you kiss it, dear, and then we'll wipe it off, and then, <laughs> then the young man behind you will come up and kiss it. <laughs> I, I would be the ball, ball buster and be like, so you're wiping away all the good luck, right? Like <laughs> everything that's good about it, you're wiping it away. Yeah, yeah, wipe it away the gift of gab. That's what yeah, they claim and, and it. all the and all the halitosis that's already on. There. <laughs> Dude, there's this guy. Speaking of halitosis, we're going to go a completely different direction here. Okay. There's this dude that we deal with on a consistent basis that has the worst halitosis I have ever smelled in my entire life. Uh-huh. You can, like, before we had to do this social distance thing of keeping six feet away, we were keeping six feet away from this guy just because you could still smell his breath. Uh-huh. Like, it's the nastiest breath I've ever experienced. Like, yeah. it, I, Me- Meanwhile, I, you're now that he's wearing a mask you're like oh thank god now you know what we deal with on a daily basis yeah like dude can you not smell the cat shit in your nose like it's, <laughs> dude yeah. it's so bad how do people do that like how do people get that bad i don't know like some of the houses that i've been in like oh my god like i'm literally stepping over week old animal feces uh-huh and your kids are running through here barefoot like it's nobody no like mm-hmm. it's no problem mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I've said this before, like every time I think my apartment's kind of getting out of hand, we do, we go to a house and I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I can can let it go for a few more days. I can eat off the floor here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you know, I'm sure, you know, you know, from working so many long shifts back to back consecutively, you don't really get a chance to pick up after a while and you know, whatever things kind of life gets a hold of your apartment or your, or your house or whatever. Oh no, no, we're not allowed to do that. No. Oh. <laughs> no, when you do, when you're married and that's and true, your, that's your, true. Your wife is, is clean and neat. Like she has changed me for the better um, mm-hmm. from the way I used to be, you know, like when you get, yeah. you'd get your uh, clean clothes and they're in a big pile and you just put them on a chair and then yep. pick out of that yeah. pile. Yeah. Dude, yep. I used to be that guy. No more. Still that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the, the benefit is still living alone, but my, yeah, my girl's got OCD. She's going to have a she, yeah she's she's been working on training me she's done she's been she's done good dude but, it will uh, happen and you won't even know it i'm good with that like if i could get just like a, a decimal point of her organizational skills i'd be good with it i i exist in organized chaos like mm-hmm. like i know where everything is even though it looks like i don't it's a good representation of my brain actually and um but when i clean up and i put things away i'm like shit where'd that go like i knew it was here on top of the yep. other five things yesterday where'd i put it you know i have that same thing and they say that it's a symptom of uh, adhd yes that it's called organized clutter where like yeah it might look like clutter to you but i know exactly if you were to ask me where my remote is i know exactly where it is it's mm-hmm. on top of you know the three pieces of paper and the calculator and you know mm-hmm. i mean not that it is but you know that's that's a symptom of adhd yeah um actually to to plug her page i was talking to pa uh, dr delary and uh, she's she has adult ADHD, and we were just talking about it. And that's something that I'm actually looking into because it's bad at work too. Like you know, you start like, oh, where where was that file? I knew it was here yesterday, and you know, that, that's in our job. You definitely don't oh, want yeah. that. I mean, I always find what I'm looking for, except for a few occurrences. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just for a long time I thought I just had like anxiety. And then as I'm reading more and more into adult ADHD, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe yeah. it's not that. Well, you get that squirrel brain, you know, Doug, exactly. Doug the dog from up, you know, squirrel. Yeah. You know, and it's like, 100%. You know, there are so many guys that are like that. And I was field training with a guy at my, 
my current department. So I was already like, you know, I was already a cop. And so it was, it was easy to field train me. And so he'd be like, he's a, he's a drug interdiction dude. So we'd go and get a stop and we'd get an arrest on it. And <clears throat> okay, we're going to go back to the PD and, and do the paperwork. And he'd be like, Oh, there's another, there's another stop. And we would go and mm -hmm, get another one mm -hmm. and then get another one. And I'd be like, dude, I'm doing all this paperwork. And he, he'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, bro. Yeah. Was, you know, giving me three arrests to do it just, but it's that squirrel brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. We, our agency, we can't do that. You, you get one, you got to clean it and then you got to go. Get oh, really? One. Yeah. Yeah. That's as long as you can get it all done. I mean, they don't care. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if they would allow that. I don't know. Like you can arrest three people at once. Like if, you know, trespass. Yeah. Oh no, whatever. I'm talking three different cases. Yeah. I don't know if they'd allow that. Yeah. Hmm. Now they, uh, I don't like to do that. I'm, I'm one that's, I'm a, whatever I catch whether it's just a, you know, a, a theft report crash or, you know, a, an arrest or whatever, I go clean it. I go, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I go back to the PD and I finish it. Yeah. Cause I don't want to have, I don't want to be that guy that got something at two 30 and then spent the entire shift taking calls and making more traffic stops. And then at 1030, I'm starting my case. You know, my right. supervisors would not want that yeah. to occur because they yeah. have to hang over to check in. So when I was on patrol, that was kind of my rule. Like I'll take a bunch of reports, but mm -hmm. like if I first, but I would always hit a point, like I wouldn't be proactive if I was down paper. Yeah. Um, and then like I would find a parking lot or, or I'd go to the station and I'd like bang out everything I needed to do. But then I'd always prioritize it and be like, all right, well, this one has an arrest with a body. This one's just, I'm going to file the charges on him. And this is just an incident report. So, you know, I take care of what needs to get done first. And then I go do that. Uh, but there were guys that, you know, they stacked three calls, you know, they, they stacked three reports on themselves and they're still going out there stopping people. Like, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. Stop. Like that guy's going to be there in a minute. Just take care of your paperwork. Cause before you know it, it's five o'clock, you got to go home and you, or you know, it's three o'clock and the, the, the bosses need the, the nightly stat report and, yeah. and you know what to do and you ain't got shit like, you know, and that's going to piss them off and then they're going to come down hard on you. You know, it's just, you know, I've never, I, I get it. You know, my thing is like, I'm not a huge traffic guy. Anybody that, that would, if you were to ask anybody I work with, they'd be like, no, not really. Every once in a while I'll get out there and, and hit it, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, I want to do this today. You know, I'm, I'm one of those where I just, you know, some days I just want to take reports. Some days I don't want to do anything. Some days I want to run out and go out and run traffic, get drugs, whatever, chase bad guys. Um, but then you got the guys that are constantly making traffic stops when the rest of the shift is taking the, the call. Slamming. Yep. yep. Like, it's like, bro, take a break for a minute and, and let us have a break. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, there even if you just take one of the crashes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I've never had that. It Well, that's not true, but in the the bulk of my patrol squads um very good and the bosses were very good at being like no we ain't we ain't doing that you got everybody else down you can you can take a call that's pending mm -hmm. um because in in where we are so my city is broken up into two districts each district has about eight zones and each zone typically has coverage sometimes a, a zone has a double coverage so let's say you're the primary officer, then the second officer in that zone is typically the backup or the proactive officer. Like it's typically a seasoned officer that doesn't have to take all the report calls. When you get into that zone, that's, or that, that area, that's where you kind of see people 
avoiding calls one way or another, either the, the primary is going to be like, Oh, well, I got backup. I don't need to work as hard. Or you got the backup being like, well, he's going to take all the rewards. And it's just like, just have some, have some help. You know, if you're, if you're down across the way, go, go help out. And I, the last like year I was on patrol, that's, that's what my role was. I was like the backup guy. And, but I was always, my, my supervisors liked me even the guys liked me. They said that I was like the Rubik's cube, not the Rubik's cube, like the Swiss army knife of law enforcement. Like I had, I could do just about everything and like mm-hmm. where, whatever box they needed filled, they would, they would put me in that if they that's needed. What, that's what the majority of cops should be. Like 75% yeah. of cops should be that. I agree. You need to be able to, like you said, do traffic when you need to take report calls, work a crash. Um, you know, I had things that I enjoyed doing more than others, Yeah. but I was never, I remember so many times my sergeant would be like, I would just get to the station to go because we had a gym in our station or we do. And I would just get there and that's across the city and uh, just get there to go work out at like one o'clock in the morning. He's like, Hey man, can you, uh, can you throw together a traffic op right now? And I'm like, yeah. And then I get back in my car and go all the way back, you know, and when you have mutual respect between your supervisor, not that I was, not that I was insubordinate to him or anything like that. Like I knew he was boss, um, but it was mutual respect. And I would, I would do that. No problem. Now there were some supervisors that asked me the same thing and it'll be like, sorry, I'm on lunch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so yeah, that's how I always tried to be. It was just balanced and, and you know, so many people aren't, they find their niche. And I'm like, how can you find what your, what your individual task is going to be? And you got three years on, you don't even know anything about the job yet. Like oh. <laughs> you should be, you should be the the umbrella. You should cover everything and find out what you really like. Don't be fresh out of field training. And be like, no, I'm gonna work drugs, bro. You can't spell drugs. So not everybody's Kenny Williams. Like that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Kenny. Um, yeah. You know, and I I find that too because um, so many guys see all the the drug interdiction stuff and and everything and yeah we need those guys mm-hmm. we absolutely need the ones we need the ones that are going to go out and, and and hammer on owis you know drunk drivers and stuff like that we absolutely need them but you need to learn how to take a uh 24 hour report you know mm-hmm. where somebody is suicidal and you're and we're going to detain them for 24 hours mm-hmm. you need to learn how to do that you need to learn how to take a domestic you need to learn how to take a theft report you know it, like mm-hmm. you need to learn the job first before you do anything else. And then you need to learn where you are in the city, which that takes about three years to be like, you know, they send out some random address and you're like, oh, that's this way. You know, Uh you know, like the general direction of where you're going. But guys want to come out of the academy or out of field training so focused because they watched some video in the academy on this dude that got a drug bust of, you know, you know, 9 million pounds of marijuana. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, that's not going to happen all the time (laughs) right right exactly like you need to you need to be multifaceted you need to have specialties in everything um uh i'm looking at their sticker the hey my man podcast they talk about um the madden rule like you know you not not everyone has the 100 points you know yeah think of that as far as like they won't talk about on their podcast but we can talk about here um think about you as like a madden player but you're a cop you know you want to divvy out your points the right way you don't want to be and this can be with anything. It'd be drug interdiction. It could be with SWAT, whatever. Like you don't want to just be that guy. You want to be multiple things. And some guys, yeah, their strength is tactics. It is drugs. It, that's cool. But the best officers, the most well-rounded officers are good at the other stuff too. Mm-hmm. 
you know. And like, the, you know that yeah, that you may be just a Joe Schmo cop, but you know what? Those we need them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And uh, there's a there's a street cop quote from one of their other courses, and it's like the world needs garbage men. Not to say that those guys are garbage men, but like everybody right. has a job. Everyone has, you know. And I think that's a great way to look at it. Not that you know, hey, if if you don't want to be proactive, that's fine. Um, we need people to take reports. And if you want to be proactive, that's cool too. Just be willing to help out when we, when we need it. Yeah. I, you know, I do get kind of annoyed by, you know, the guys that are, that constantly shit on the guys that just want to take reports. Let them, mm-hmm. let them take reports. You know, I mean, there are days when that's all I want to do. Like I just got done saying there's yeah. days when that's all I want to do. And there's days when, yeah, I want to run out and, you know, run some traffic and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's hit or miss with me, Yeah. but, but don't everybody, I've always explained it this way to the new guys. Every one of us is a cog in a clock and right. each cog turns the other. And, you know, without one, the clock doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So we need all different sizes and shapes and, and, you know, colors or whatever. Yeah. Specialties yeah. of cops for us all to work together. So yeah, that guy that, literally just sits in parking lots and, and waits like, like a fireman, you know, he's a, he's a fireman <laughs> yeah. until he's a cop, you know? Right. Right. We need him because mm-hmm. you know what? He might take that crash for you because he knows that you're out hunting Pablo Escobar or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's- I always, when, when I was on my favorite patrol squad, which is the one that I always reference, um, I, it was, it was perfect because it, depending on what I wanted to do that night, I knew who I was going to gravitate towards. Like if I wanted to set the city on fire and, you know, do a little risky business and um, possibly get in trouble. Cause we were like, you know, going a little too hard. Cause you're dancing my... in your underwear in the living room. Exactly. Risky business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. Okay. Um, I would hang out with this guy. If I just wanted to like, you know, do good work and, you know, not do get too crazy. I would hang out with these guys. If I wanted to, you know what, it's a Sunday night. We busted our ass all weekend. I'm going to hang out with this person. And like, you know, I had that balance and that's, that's exactly, you know, that's how I feel. And the other thing is like this job, whether you're in it for 20 to 30 years, whatever it might be, it's, it's that it's 20 to 30 years. You're not going to solve crime in one night. So, right. You know, I'm not some days I'm just, I'm loafing it, you know, I'm just chilling, having a good, you know, enjoying being there, taking my calls. Yeah. I'll make a traffic stop here or there, but I'm not lighting the world on fire. And then other times I'm like, all right, let's get it. And it's all fine. It's all well and good. Just have respect for yourself and the job. And I think you'll be fine. Yep. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's kind of what it, it boils down to is, I, I don't know. I feel like we just have so many different theories and schools of thought in law enforcement. And all of them are like afraid to move at the moment because of just how the world is. And everyone's oh, just dude, like, yeah, well, it, you know, the, the different thought processes on, how to be the best cop, you mm-hmm. know, cause there's, there's street cop training. There's, there's street crimes training. There's this, there's that, you know, it, it they're kind of like, you know, the phrase tactics are like assholes. Everybody has one, you know, but you know, the kind of policing is like yeah, assholes. Yeah. There's, there's all the, everybody has a different type of policing. So as long as all the laws are being followed, mm-hmm. we're kind of okay. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, you know, I got, I took, obviously I talk about street cop all the time. I took their trainings, some of them. Yeah. Um, but then in June, I'm going to this one and the class is called uh, crime prevention through environmental design. 
like that is that has nothing to do with street cop training you know what i mean but it's it's another facet of law enforcement and your face is, is priceless and for this. environmental design yeah so i can't tell you all about it because i don't know hence the class yeah. but the idea is it's called septed that's what the uh acronym is um but basically, like, let's say you have a business, right? And the business is constantly getting broken into and you can't figure out why, like the guy locks up every night. Well, then you look at it and there's not a, not sufficient lighting in the parking lot. Uh, when you're driving by it in, you know, on, on your normal tour of duty, the bushes are too high. So you can't see the front door, like little things like that. Like that's just the beginning of the it. Tip of the spear. Like, yeah. Right. So, you know, you, you tell them, Hey, you know, lower, lower the bushes you know, raise the canopy up on the trees and then we can see your business a whole lot more, put more lights in the, in the parking lot. Then we can see who's there after dark. That's at least the, the very thing. Obviously there's gotta be more. Cause why would that I make sense? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's all part of like a big, it's theory. a five day course, five day course. Good Lord. And these kind of light bulbs, <laughs> these up here, you see more colors on the cars. <laughs> I really hope that that's not what it is for five days, but all I know is that my department's paying for it. I get to go to South Florida for a week and, uh, Hey, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, so yeah, it's all part of like a bigger theory of policing called problem oriented policing, as opposed to like, uh, yeah, you know what that is. Okay. Yeah, the broken windows um, theory. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Which for so, those of you that don't know the broken windows theory, like it was, I think it was developed in the, the Detroit area is what they initially had yeah, talked about. Yeah, I think so. Where you have all these broken down buildings, old buildings that are dilapidated and everything. Mm -hmm. And if you keep those buildings in your neighborhoods, then crime is going to be there because that's hideouts. That's places where people can do drugs. That's places right. where people can dump bodies, that sort of thing. So you know, hence broken windows on the houses. That's what that is. Yep. So I'm, uh, it, it all, it's all from that main idea. Um, and then, yeah. So then you just kind of filter in from there and we had a property that we just worked and it was like, Hey man, like if you paint this place and power wash it, you know, once every six years or something like people are going to know like, Hey, this, this guy is taking care of his property. He's here. He's watching it. Yeah. Then you're not going to have drug dealers moving in and just stuff like that. So I thought um, you were going to bring up, cause you know, speaking of environmental, um, I'm aware of a study that suggested a ooh, one study that suggested um, that the more trees there are, in certain areas, the less crime there is. Oh. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I may or may not know of a area that employs said argument um, and study uh, when it comes to hiring uh, foresters and things like that <laughs> over um, a certain other department right. um, that would have to do with <laughs> the other half of that. This, this sounds um, like very... Uh... Uh, very close to home for you. No, no, no. I got an email about it. Um, somebody sent me an email and we're saying, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. Um, <laughs> one of those um, situations. Yeah. I thought no, that's where you were going. No, but that's, that's interesting. I, I will say that like sometimes when, when we're dealing with a problem property, I'm like, you know, this would be a really nice park, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, uh, let's just, let's just bulldoze this whole place and add a park. Cause, oh, bro. cause then, Cause then you're actually killing two birds because now you got a park and at least in Florida, I don't know where it is there, but if there's a drug dealer near a park, it's an added charge. So <laughs> yeah, that just kind of leads into 
um, the the sick twist of humor that we have on a daily basis. <laughs> like I remember, <laughs> I said this to a buddy of mine, very similar to that story and and my previous one. I was looking at this entire neighborhood and I was like, "Hey, is carpet bombing still a thing?" <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, like napalm is that is that what it is? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, if you mix uh, equal parts of uh, nitroglycerin and uh, orange juice concentrate, you can make napalm. Is that really wow? Yeah. That's Crazy. that's actually accurate. Anarchist cookbook. Oh yeah, of course. No, no, that's okay to to talk about, you know, to to print and everything, but you yeah. know, they'll they'll censor other stuff. Right, but we can't read To Kill a Mockingbird in school. No, no, even though it's a great story of hundred percent, like Racial figuring out. And, yes, and, yeah, like. Like I, I remember someone they were trying to cancel it. I'm sure they did cancel To Kill a Mockingbird at this point. But did. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, have you read the book? Because like the the book is exactly what you guys are fighting for. Yeah. Like, like that. Like Atticus Finch. Because I think they made a sequel. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, the, she wrote a sequel recently. Like not not when the book came out. And due to fantastic internet connections, uh, we lost each other for a moment. So I'm going to take this as a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about uh uh Gilbert Grape, but I don't care. Um <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um have you seen I, I know because we talked about Batman and everything on, on yours. Do you remember the first line from Batman Forever? The Val Kilmer one? Uh I do not. It's it's uh Alfred. 
Okay. You know, he's it shows uh, Val Kilmer putting his bat suit on, uh-huh, and, and uh-huh. he's standing there next to the the Batmobile. And the first line is Alfred. It zooms in on his face, and he goes, "Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Val Kilmer's like, "I'll get drive through." And yes, it's like, I do like, remember that. Dude, yeah, yeah. That was Batman back in the nineties. Like, uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember there was a commercial. Um, it was actually in the beginning of the VHS, which I'm I'm speaking random words to the millennials that are listening. Yeah. Um, Video head system. That's what that stands for. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the VHS for Batman '89. There mm-hmm. was a commercial for Coke, and it's Batman, and Alfred's pouring him a a, a glass of Coke as he comes in through the uh, through the, the, the Batmobile. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh my God, this is so hokey. It's so, yeah. but you know what? Batman 89 and, and Batman Returns, those two are like some of my favorite Batman pictures. You know, I, people are going to hate me for this. I hate the 89 Batman. No, really? Uh, dude, I hate it. And, and there's a couple of reasons why. Um, Michael Keaton just isn't a badass. No. He no. just isn't. Right. And and that that however me. however just just gonna side note when he played the vulture in in uh, Spider Man yeah totally different okay back that to was you. excellent I yes. I will say that because okay side note on that <laughs> you had talked about uh, Spider Man three they uh-huh. were talking about Spider Man four having John Malkovich as the vulture okay yeah like I'd be okay with that that would be okay yeah like that would have been awesome. You know, right, I'm coming right. to get you, Spider Man. I can't do a John Malkovich, but I, mean, <laughs> I love his. I love him, and and that would have been awesome. But yeah, the, I, one of the things that bothers me the most is the the costume. Is mm-hmm. like when he puts his arms up like this, and you can right. tell that he's holding sticks in his hands to make his cape. Yeah, all yeah. the way. I'm like, D- I can't. Or or the uh, like whenever he needs to look, and he just moves his entire. this <laughs> 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 It kills me. There's so many good memes of it, but it oh just, yeah, oh I can't get past. I mean, it, man. I mean, there. I will say that for for Tim Burton for what it was, I mean, he tried to make it as gritty and real as he could. Right, going from he, Adam he West and yes. you know Burt Ward and and all that. So yes, I right. I, um, but there were still hokey moments. Like you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. And yeah. then you've seen the meme where it's them at a at a peanut store and they're yeah. like nuts. <laughs> Uh, I remember like watching it not recently, but more recent than when I watched it like originally. And I'm like, why, why is this even a scene? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I loved uh, Jack Nicholson period. Um, yeah. So, you know, his lines are just, are just gold. I love it. I like Michael Keaton as a actor. So yes, I think that's I probably why I, I think like I like his tone. I like how he delivers his lines. So I think that's maybe why I'm a little partial to him, more partial to, to you. He is definitely not a Batman badass for sure. Um, but I think that just goes back to the time because they hired him because he did Beetlejuice. And I think it was probably, a, yeah. I lost you. Oh, oh, I thought I lost you again. No, nope. um, it was a Tim Burton thing. Why does it say my internet's bad? What the hell? Yeah, you keep freezing on me. This is annoying. Am I good now? Yeah, you're working on my end. 
this is strange um you still there yeah i'm here okay it's a tim burton thing yeah yeah he works with the same people so i mean that'd be like you know if adam sandler made a made a batman oh my god rob schneider as as robin (laughs) can you imagine i want to see hey hey. (laughs) i can't even i can't even do it i can't i can't do adam sandler as batman i just can't do it (laughs) no but who are you (laughs) i'm I'm batman (laughs) (laughs) oh my god or like or like rob schneider holy snikes batman You can do it, Batman. <laughs> you have like David Spade as the Riddler. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> oh my god. And then well, you'd have to work in Chris Rock then. Apparently, we just need to oh my god, this would be a perfect movie. Just replace like the entire cast of Batman with the te- the cast of grown-ups. Yes. So you could you could have Kevin James as the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is a good movie. <laughs> this is a good idea. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. I can't you've imagine. You've got to have whatever blonde that Adam Sandler wants to play Catwoman because that's just the rules. Yeah. So. Well, actually, the Hey My Man podcast was talking about that. Oh yeah, how he always casts like hot blondes. That would, and stuff. Yeah, that would never be with him. Yeah. He's he is so smart, and here's why: because I know that every single Netflix movie he's made. He has literally said, all right, well, I, want, I feel like vacationing in Hawaii, so we're doing this movie in Hawaii. Or I want to go to wherever, you know, whatever picturesque place. And he's doing the same thing with the, his love interest for that movie, too. He's like, all right, well, I really want to kiss Jennifer Aniston, so yep. go hire her. Which, underrated movie. Uh, go with it? Just, Just go, go with it. it. I lo- my wife and I both love that movie. And I think one of the best parts of it, I hate Dave Matthews. Like, okay. I can't stand his music. I, I just, <laughs> I have bad experiences with it. Crash into- <laughs> Dude, I can't do it. But his character in that movie just kills me. Uh-huh. And anytime I'm at a restaurant and I want to annoy my wife by talking to the, the waiter or, and or waitress, because I do, I will, I will call them no matter what their name is. I'll call the males, Jimmy, and I'll call the females <laughs> Barb. Doesn't matter what their name is. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. Hey, Barb, can I get that? You know, just, and it annoys the shit out of my wife. It's so funny. But if they're pouring my glass, I will literally go, don't pour over me. I'll bring my glass <laughs> to you. <laughs> She's like, would you stop that? It's, it's funny to me. I can't, yeah, I can't get yeah. past it. That's awesome. Um, oh, man. Now I, I just really, I'm, I'm here picturing like photoshopped Adam Sandler in a Batman costume. Like, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> and then so, somehow, oh my God, we could have uh, Jerry Stiller, rest his soul. Um, he could As be Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Lord. Dude, this, this, I think we got something going here. I think like, we got something, yeah. Who would Chris Rock be though? The commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that, or I was trying to think of like if, if Batman has like any, any black like nemesis that could be like over the top, but I don't. Well, I mean, he could be John Stewart. He could come in as Green Lantern. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Batman, I got this ring here. <laughs> you see this Wonder Woman? Oh my God. <laughs> 
this is how to not get your ass kicked by Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Step one, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. That would be epic. That'd be so good that they need to do like a Saturday night, Saturday night live, like reunion. And that needs to be the skit. Oh my God. Batman comes in. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) And there's Adam Sandler standing in the corner. (laughs) Right. But not like younger, happy Gilmore. Like, no, like now, like dad, (laughs) but but acting like in in Billy Madison, like, Oh dude, he already chased a penguin in Billy Madison. That's true, like, yeah. It's too cold. It's too hot. <laughs> you need to go back to the South Pole. And then you see Kevin James running away. <laughs> like waddling. <laughs> Dude, we just wrote a, a Batman movie. Like We did. In, in five minutes. <laughs> oh, that would be epic. That would be epic. This Dude, this is going to be an awesome episode. It already is. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That'd be funny. So, uh what uh, you work like with some kid you're like a patrol detective what the heck do you do like i i am like changing uh, gears I, here sorry no yeah that's fine uh king of non-sequiturs right here um oh for sure i don't care i just i just talk about it <laughs> um so what do i do um my unit and I was just talking to someone about this. We are very unique because we are like a police department in a single six-person unit. Um, we will get a complaint, be it a specific house, address, uh, hotel, neighborhood, and we will work it. We'll work it from complaint, then we'll go out on the street and we'll do some jump out stuff. Then we will, at the same time, get subpoenas and write warrants and do that, and then when we hit the warrant and we make our arrest, then we will, um, you know, do all the follow-up and listen to jail calls and make sure that whatever it's very intense. I don't even want to say intense, but it's just, so it's a lot of work. Um, depth. And so we, we have of one of those. It's, yeah. we call it the pit team or the pit unit, the proactive okay. investigative team. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, that sounds exactly like what we, we call it the, the, the local drug unit because we have a, a countywide drug unit. Mm-hmm. And then we have this pit unit, but yeah. it seems like all they do is get search warrants for drugs. And it's like, oh, it's just, you know, our city's drug unit. But right, in right. their defense, with That's drugs comes crime. So yes, I get 100%. it. We have, so my my department, you know, we're on the bigger side. We're like 250 uh, sworn. Um, we have uh, like the jump out crew that just like goes around and, and jumps out on either dealers or, or users. We have the long time or um, like extended narcotics investigation division that they do like big ATF cases and stuff like that. DEA cases. They have all the task force under them. Um, then you have us and it's weird. And the Jersey boys tease with, tease me about it. Um, my unit used to be the bicycle unit. So right. like, like it got, it got transformed when the captain changed or when he got new, you know, he changed the whole direction. But when we are not plain clothes, our uniform is the bicycle uniform still. Mm-hmm. Um, so every once in a while, if, if, you know, if you are privileged enough to see me uh, in uniform. Oh yeah. You've at, sent me pictures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll see the blue bicycle shirt and uh, on an off chance shorts. And um, that's just so that's fans. Yes, exactly. I mean, these calves cannot be for public consumption. 
Um, but yeah, so it's it's transformed. Like we still do some of the bicycle related stuff and we go to our tourist areas and make sure there's a presence because you know it's not as much of a patrol function. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we work my unit specifically, we've worked with the drug units, we've worked with the detectives, we've worked with uh, patrol directly. You know, so we just we just do we work um, like side by side with code enforcement because a lot like the broken window theory, a lot of those issues come from those dilapidated buildings or neighborhoods yep. that need you know. So when we're working a case for drugs, we bring code enforcement with us and being like, hey, <laughs> let's get this place looking good. Yeah. And like um, we were working a drug complaint in a uh, like a mobile home park. Not even. Well, it was a mobile home park, but it was like a manufactured home. That's what I was thinking. And um, we, we did our search warrant on it and code was there and they're like, nope, we're condemning this whole damn place. And a week later, that entire trailer was gone. Nice. Just, it was a vacant lot. So I'm like, and I always say like, that is really crime prevention. Like, Hey, <laughs> that can't be a trap house if there ain't no house to trap. Like, exactly. Yeah. So I I've seen them do that several times where I'm like working a complaint and they come through, they kick everybody out. And you know, a few months later, the place is gone. Dude, I so. wish it was so. I wish it was that easy. Because yeah. there, there have been so many places when I'm like, I'm like, look, we keep getting called back to the same house over and mm-hmm. over and over again. We've we've kicked this door so many times. We've done, yep. and it's like, yep. and you know, it's still because all they have that li- live there are mopes. You know, yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's this you know slumlord that yeah. doesn't have paper leases. He, you know, he lets these people live there and agree, you know, and agree that they're going to work on the house, quote unquote, while they live there for free. And it's like, you know, they're not doing any work to the house because there's more holes in it than the last time I was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, and then, you know, but the city won't do anything about it. They won't condemn it. They won't do this and that. So it's like, we're just it's constantly re- going back. Right, that's very frustrating. I know, like, we, we have the same thing where we have houses that we've hit with search warrants multiple times and uh, within the same year. And I'm like, what are we doing here besides wasting time and money? Like, yeah. and... um but then they've started giving those houses to us or those neighborhoods to us. And, you know, we're going to see if our approach is a little bit more effective because, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating on all ends because the guys that work the case and then the guy gets right back out, that's frustrating. And right. then it's frustrating to the city. Like, all right, well, what do you guys, it's like the scene in, in office space. What do you actually do here? Like, <laughs> so, oh, John C. McGinley. What is uh, it that you do here? Yeah. I, I love him. He, uh, he was on uh, burn notice. Uh, the, I think the last season or second last season of burn notice. And he was like a spy and, but he was trying to be serious. And it was just, I couldn't see past Dr. Cox. I was yeah. like, it was good. Um, you ever watch burn notice? You know, I was at the show with uh, Bruce Campbell. Yes. Okay. Yes. I wanted to see it cause I like Bruce Campbell, uh, but I never got around to seeing it. That was, that was a good show. When I moved to Florida, like that, I was like deep into that show. And I was like, I want to go to Miami. And then I see all these scenes <laughs> of like explosions and drug Lords. I'm like, not really, but I still want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go in Miami anymore. Right. Right. Um, I didn't realize show. how close I was to Miami when we, cause we went down to Marco. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we weren't that far away from it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I would like I was, you know, just looking when I was down there and I was like, well, how much does Marco Island Police Department make? Like 90 grand a year. I was oh, like, wow. Okay. You know, <laughs> like that, that's I could do that's, that. That's got to be one of the higher places in Florida because, yeah, like, you know, that that coast pays a whole lot better than my coast. My coast is kind really? of, uh, yeah. 
I th- it's a higher tax bracket because you got more retirees go over there than yeah. where I am. So well, that was but, the, the house that we're staying at is you know somebody's beach home or whatever. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. You know, it was they they are well one of them's one of them's retired, and that's what it is. You know, it's just one of those things. It's a snowbird house essentially. Yeah, um, I will have to wrap up shortly. I gotta go in for uh, we're doing some things. So sure, yeah, oh, doing some things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch you up when we're off the record. <laughs> um, um, go ahead. I was no, I, no, you're good. You're good. Sorry, I, I was know. checking my phone here. Um, okay. All right. So then uh, since we need to wrap it up, I'm going to turn the tables on you and we're going to do your, your signal three. <laughs> up here, we call it a 1057. Oh, okay. That's a hit and run. Okay. That's fine. Um, so if you were to identify as a sandwich, what would it be? Hmm. have you ever done this before have you ever thought of these I, you know i thought of a few of them and i was like shit what would my answer be um <laughs> taylor ham egg and cheese okay what all right i i've heard about <laughs> this taylor ham shit what is it is it spam it is not spam it is it is a it's a it's a ham um it's probably really processed i don't know the red gun squad has the history down i don't yeah. um but it's it comes in like a little like loaf like a sausage almost oh okay. and and you slice it thin and you fry it and you can put it on like you, I, I'll eat it on a sandwich by itself, but mm. when you mix it with egg and cheese or like, you can like dice it up and mix it into scrambled eggs and stuff. It's just a salty ham that go, it, it looks a lot like Canadian bacon, but it's not, it tastes totally different. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. If uh, you, I was going to say, if you get to see it, but I, I doubt it's in Indiana. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there may be some Amish, ham that uh because up in my area we have all these Amish. that's right yeah there may be some kind of strange meat that they would (laughs) offer that would be similar maybe maybe but yeah it's a it's a it's a jersey delicacy um it was founded just outside of princeton i believe Mm. and it's it's good stuff like like i wasn't a huge fan of it when i well not that i wasn't a huge fan but like i would always be a bacon kid like when i was a kid growing up But now that I don't have it, I crave it all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. So if I didn't write these down, so I'm doing them by memory. Um, If you were to identify as a Looney Tunes character, who would it be? Hmm. So I don't want to say bugs because that's I stopped asking that question because everyone says bugs. Everybody says bugs. It annoys the shit out of me. Yep. Um, I, you know. Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, well, boy, I say, boy, that's a good <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I was I, always I think, hoping somebody would say Yosemite Sam. Yeah, that would be a good one, too. Like, that was always I, You know, I had to tell my niece who Elmer Fudd was yesterday. What? I was, I, we, were, we were at the dinner table, and we were talking, and I, I was doing the voice, and she was like, why are you sounding like a, like a foreigner? I was like, I'm not, I'm sounding like Elmer Fudd. And she goes, who? I was like, the Looney Tunes? Oh. She goes, Who? I was like, oh my God. And I had to show her. She goes, oh, that's stupid. I'm like, go away. You know, you know, they're taking away his gun, right? No, really? Yeah. Cause they're going to, they're like relaunching Looney uh-huh. Tunes. Uh-huh. He's not going to have a gun anymore. Well, then what's the point? Cause it's dangerous. Well, I got that. But like, how is he going to be very, very quiet? Like, he's going to use a net to catch the wabbits. Oh my God. Bro, I, I hate, don't know. I hate this world. I do too. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. No. Um, let's see here. What are your, oh, what, what's your favorite? plot a place to hang out at work um 
So there's a couple, it, it depends. So right now my office, but when I was on the street there, there was a few, I would like to sit like there's the main drag to where we work and like all the hotel parking lots are lined up there. If I want to like shoot radar and just kind of chill and take a load off, I go there. Um, or there was like a big church parking lot, like in one of the neighborhoods, it's huge. It's bright. No one's going to come up um, behind you. Like you can see everyone come in 360. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite. And my buddies and I would just kind of come up and we'd, we'd chill or a Seven Eleven or a Wawa or something like that. Actually, no, the Wawa, the Wawa was desecrated. Like you can't go there for lunch or to get a Aww. drink. Like, because when you do, someone's flagging you down because someone's trespassing, someone's stealing. Oh, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a hot spot for that. Exactly. Dude. I hate those. Um, okay. What about uh, favorite drink off duty? Uh, the craft beer. If I, if I had to pick, if I was going to go like liquor, it'd probably be a captain and, and Coke zero. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Um, I was, I was big into Jameson and ginger for a while, especially post Ireland, but, uh, craft beer is kind of my go-to. Jameson and ginger. You've never had Jameson and ginger ale? Oh, ginger ale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought you meant like ginger. I was like, no, 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 no. Like putting baking spices in your beer like, <laughs> no. or whatever in your whiskey no the the one thing i took away from ireland with jameson and ginger ale was uh they they garnish it with a lime which i never got here um that makes all the difference really like, yeah it, it turns like a 7.5 drink into like a 10 out of 10 it's so Whoa. Good. yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. huh well, I don't remember any more of your questions, so uh, <laughs> we'll just cut it off from here, I guess. All right, that works, that works. Good Thank you. you for coming on. Um, for those of you that don't follow 108 Memes, which I know that you do, because um, anybody that follows me and, you know, you have a lot more followers than I do, so I'm sure <laughs> that more people follow you than do me. So um, go follow 108 Memes, check out his podcast, 108 Podcast with 108 Entertainment which is uh-huh. a new thing that's dropping, which is very exciting. Um, hopefully we're, we're going to be having some collaborations here in the near future mm-hmm. with uh, sure. shit. My FTO said, yes. And, yeah. uh, and all that, you know, hopefully. I still have it all written. It's just, you know, just got busy and we never put it together, but yeah. it's, it's going to happen, bro. It's, it's going to happen because, you know, there needs to be a video of me putting my seat back and saying, don't hit anything. And then, <laughs> yeah. Cause that's some shit. My FTO said, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, bro. Uh, did I miss anything? Where can everybody get you at? You know, uh, 10, eight underscore memes on Instagram and everything else is kind of from there. Uh, I, I, I'm toying around the idea of actually doing like a website and that's where the whole 10, eight entertainment thing. Cause I want to do right. more than just the memes. I didn't want to be pigeonholed, um, but I'm not there yet. So yeah, Instagram 10, eight underscore memes, or I'm also on uh, Facebook. I don't update that nearly as much, but uh, yeah, and then everything kind of goes from there. Um, what Thank you your, for having your, me on your merch website. Oh, that's uh 10-8-memes.equid.com. Uh that link is in the in the link tree in my Instagram also. Um yeah, there's t-shirts and stickers and a bunch of other cool stuff too. So Awesome. I appreciate it, man. If uh if I didn't have to get to work, we would definitely we'd probably be talking all day. Dude, we'll do this again. It's Absolutely. Just, yeah. And we'll have we'll have to have more of I'll work on my Adam Sandler impression and we can yeah. do a, a Batman sketch. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd right, see you.
This episode of Caffeine and Sarcasm is sponsored by Barbells and Badges. Barbells and Badges, we train for our lives. For those of you that know, uh, I pretty much only wear Barbells and Badges gear when I'm training. Uh, Gym shirts, headbands, beanies, hoodies, and they even have shorts now. They have tank tops. They got all kinds of stuff, whether you're looking into supporting the thin blue line, the red line. Um, There is the actual red line that is the Remember Everyone Deployed t-shirts that they have. They have all kinds of stuff. Mark comes up with some awesome, awesome designs like the original 5.0 t-shirt. You know, it looks like the G.I. Joe symbol, but it says 5.0. Yeah, they came up with the original, no matter what the other guy says. So check out Barbells and Badges, www.barbellsandbadges.com. Use code CAMPBELL, save you a little bit of money on your checkout, and show them a little bit of support over on Instagram, Facebook, at Barbells and Badges, wherever you can find it. Um, so check them out. I love their stuff, obviously, because I continue to wear it, and they're just good people. And I support good people, and I support good products. And that's exactly what they are. So hit them up, save you a little bit of money, get you an awesome t-shirt. All right, everybody, we are back from our commercial break. But before we get started, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review and a written review as well. It'll help me out so much, and I will greatly appreciate it. So that being said, on with the show. Have you seen, I, I know because we talked about Batman and everything on, on yours. Do you remember the first line from Batman Forever? The Val Kilmer one? Uh, I do not. It's it's uh, Alfred. Okay. You know, he's it shows uh, Val Kilmer putting his bat suit on. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and he's standing there next to the, the Batmobile. And the first line is, Alfred, it zooms in on his face and he goes, can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? <laughs> and then Val Kilmer's like, I'll get drive through. And yes, it's like, I do like, remember that. Dude, yeah. Yeah. That was Batman back in the nineties. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I remember there was a commercial. Um, it was actually in the beginning of the VHS, which I'm, I'm speaking random words to the millennials that are listening. Yeah. Um, video head system that's what that stands for <laughs> the um the vhs for batman 89 there mm-hmm. was a commercial for coke and it's batman and alfred's pouring him a, a a glass of coke as he comes in through the uh through the, I remember. the batmobile yeah yes I was like, oh my god this is so hokey it's so yeah but you know what batman 89 and and batman returns those two are like some of my favorite Batman pictures. You know, I people are going to hate me for this. I hate the 89 Batman. No, really? Uh, dude, I hate it. And and there's a couple of reasons why. Um Michael Keaton just isn't a badass. No. No. He just isn't. Right. And and that that However, me. however just just going to side note, when he played the vulture in in uh Spider-Man? Yeah, totally different. Okay, back to that was excellent. I I will say that because okay, side note on that. (laughs) You had talked about uh, Spider-Man 3. Uh They were talking about Spider-Man 4 having John Malkovich as the vulture. Okay, yeah. Like I'd be okay with that. That would be okay, yeah. Like that would have been awesome. You know, I'm coming to get you, Spider-Man. I can't do a John Malkovich, but I I love his I love him and and that would have been awesome. But The, I, one of the things that bothers me the most is the the costume is 
Mm -hmm. like when he puts his arms up like this and you can right. tell that he's holding sticks in his hands to make his cape yeah, yeah. all the way i'm like D i can't or or the uh like whenever he needs to look and he just moves his entire <laughs> it kills me there's so many good memes of it but oh it just, yeah oh i can't get past i mean it, man. i mean there I will say that for, for Tim Burton, for what it was, I mean, he tried to make it as gritty and real as he could. Right. Going from in, in Adam West and, yes. you know, Burt Ward and, and all that. So, yes, I. Right. I, um, but there were still hokey moments like you want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. And yeah. then you've seen the meme where it's them at a, at a peanut store and they're like, yeah. nuts. <laughs> uh, I remember like watching it, not recently, but more recent than when I watched it, like originally. And I'm like why why is this even a scene you know yeah. i mean i i loved uh jack nicholson period um yeah. so you know his lines are just are just gold i love it i like michael keaton as a actor so yes, i think that's probably I why I, I think like i like his tone i like how he delivers his lines so i think that's maybe why i'm a little partial to him more partial than to you he is definitely not a batman badass for sure um but I think that just goes back to the time because they hired him because he did Beetlejuice. And I think it was probably, a, yeah. I lost you. Oh, oh, I thought I lost you again. No, nope. um, it was a Tim Burton thing. Yeah. Yeah. He works with the same people. So, I mean, that'd be like, you know, if Adam Sandler made a, made a Batman, he'd oh have my like God. Rob Schneider as, as Robin. <laughs> Can you imagine? I want to see. Hey, hey. <laughs> I can't even I can't even do it. I can't I can't do Adam Sandler as Batman. I just can't do it. <laughs> no, but, but I, I now Who are you? <laughs> I'm I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Or like or like Rob Schneider. Holy Schneikies Batman. <laughs> you can do it, Batman. <laughs> you have like David Spade as the Riddler. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> Like whatever. <laughs> oh my god! And then, well, you'd have to work in Chris Rock. Then apparently, we just need to. Oh my god! This would be a perfect movie. Just replace like the entire cast of Batman with the te the cast of Grown Ups. Yeah. So you could you could have Kevin James as the Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is a good movie. This, this is a good idea. <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! I can't imagine. You've got to have whatever blonde that Adam Sandler wants to play Catwoman because that's just the rules. Yeah. So. Well, actually, the Hey My Man podcast was talking about that. Oh, yeah. How he always casts like hot women that would, Yeah, stuff. that would never be with him. He's, yeah. He is so smart. And here's why. Because I know that every single Netflix movie he's made, he has literally said, all right, well, I, want, I feel like vacationing in Hawaii. So we're doing this movie in Hawaii. Or I want to go to wherever, you know, whatever picturesque place. And he's doing the same thing with the, his love interest for that movie, too. He's like, all right, well, I really want to kiss Jennifer Aniston. So yep. go hire her. Which underrated movie. Uh, go with it. Just, Just go, go with it. With it. Yeah. I my wife and I both love that movie. And I think one of the best parts of it, I hate Dave Matthews. Like, okay. I can't stand his music. I, I just, <laughs> I have bad experiences with it. Crash into <laughs> Dude, I can't do it. But his character in that movie just kills me. Uh -huh. And anytime I'm at a restaurant 
and I want to annoy my wife by talking to the the waiter or and or waitress because I do I will I will call them no matter what their name is I'll call the males Jimmy and I'll call the females <laughs> Barb doesn't matter what their name is. hey thanks Jimmy hey Barb can I get the you know just and it annoys the shit out of my wife it's so funny but if they're pouring my glass I will literally go don't pour over me I'll bring my glass <laughs> to you <laughs> <laughs> she's like would you stop that it's, just, it's funny to me i can't yeah I can't yeah past it. that's awesome oh man now i i just really i'm i'm here picturing like photoshopped adam sandler in a batman costume like this is gonna happen i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> and then so somehow oh my god we could have uh jerry stiller rest his soul um he could As be alfred, alfred. <laughs> Dude, this, this, I think we got something going here. I think we like, got something. Yeah. Who would Chris Rock be though? The commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that, or I was trying to think of like if, if Batman has like any, any black like nemesis that could be like over the top, but I don't. Well, I mean, he could be John Stewart. He could come in as Green Lantern. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Batman, I got this ring here. <laughs> You see this Wonder Woman? Oh my God! <laughs> this is how to not get your ass kicked by Batman. <laughs> Step one: Speaking shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my gosh, that would be epic. That'd be so good. That they need to do like a Saturday no- Saturday Night Live like reunion, and that needs to be the skit. <laughs> Oh my God! Batman comes in. Hello, hoo hoo. <laughs> like, like, what was that? <laughs> and there's Adam Sandler standing in the corner. <laughs> right, but not like younger Happy Gilmore. Like no, like now, like dad. Oh, <laughs> but but acting like in in Billy yeah, Madison. Yeah, like yeah. oh dude, he already chased a penguin in Billy Madison. That's true. Like, yeah. It's too cool. It's too hot. <laughs> dude, we need to go back to the South Pole. And then you see Kevin James running away. <laughs> no, like waddling. Dude, we just wrote a, a Batman movie. Like we did in, in five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, that would be epic! That would be epic. This dude, this is gonna be an awesome episode. Uh, it already is. Uh, oh my stuff. gosh! Oh my gosh! That'd be funny. So, uh, what? Uh, you work like with some kind? You're like a patrol detective. What the heck do you do? Like I, I am like. Changing uh, gears here. Sorry. No, yeah, that's fine. Uh, king of non sequiturs right here. Um, oh, for sure. I don't care. I just, I just talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> um, so what do I do? Um, my unit, and I was just talking to someone about this. We are very unique because we are like a police department in a single six-person unit. Um, we will get a complaint, be it a specific house address, uh hotel neighborhood and we will work it we'll work it from complaint then we'll go out on the street and we'll do some jump out stuff then we will at the same time get subpoenas and write warrants and do that and then when we hit the warrant and we make our arrest then we will um you know do all the follow-up and listen to jail calls and make sure that whatever it's very intense and i don't even want to say intense but it's just so it's a lot of work um, depth and so we, we have one of those it's yeah. we call it the pit team or the pit unit the proactive okay. investigative team 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, that sounds exactly like what we, we call it the, the, the local drug unit. Cause we have a, a countywide drug unit mm-hmm. and then we have this pit unit, but yeah. it seems like all they do is get search warrants for drugs. And it's like, Oh, it's just, you know, our city's drug unit, but right. In right. their defense with drugs comes crime. So yes, I get it. We have, so my, my department, you know, we're on the bigger side. We're like two fifty uh, sworn. Um, we have uh, like the jump out crew that just like goes around and, and jumps out on either dealers or, or users. We have the long time or um, like extended narcotics investigation division that they do like big ATF cases and stuff like that. DEA cases. They have all the task force under them. Um, then you have us and it's weird. And the Jersey boys tease with tease me about it. Um, my unit used to be, the bicycle unit so like like it got it got transformed when the captain changed or when he got new you know he changed the whole direction but when we are not plain clothes our uniform is the bicycle uniform still Mm -hmm. um so every once in a while if if you know if you are privileged enough to see me uh in uniform oh yeah you've sent me pictures (laughs) yeah uh you'll see the blue bicycle shirt and uh on an off chance shorts and um that's just so for that's, only fans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, these calves cannot be for public consumption. Um, but yeah, so it's it's transformed. Like we still do some of the bicycle related stuff, and we go to our tourist areas and make sure there's a presence because you know it's not as much of a patrol function. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we work. My unit specifically, we've worked with the drug units, we've worked with the detectives, we've worked with uh, patrol directly. You know, so we just we just do we work um, like side by side with code enforcement because a lot like the broken window theory, a lot of those issues come from those dilapidated buildings or neighborhoods yep. that need, you know, so when we're working a case for drugs, we bring code enforcement with us and being like, hey, <laughs> let's get this place looking good. Yeah. And like um, we were working a drug complaint in a uh, like a mobile home park. Not even. Well, it was a mobile home park, but it was like a manufactured home. That's what I was thinking. And um we, we did our search warrant on it and code was there and they're like, Nope, we're condemning this whole damn place. And a week later, that entire trailer was gone. Nice. It was a vacant lot. So I'm like, and I always say like, that is really crime prevention. Like, Hey, (laughs) that can't be a trap house if there ain't no house to trap. Exactly. So I I've seen them do that several times where I'm like working a complaint and they come through, they kick everybody out. And you know, a few months later, the place is gone. Dude, I so, wish it was so. I wish it was that easy. Because yeah. there, there have been so many places where I'm like, I'm like, look, we keep getting called back to the same house over mm-hmm. and over and over again. We've, we've kicked this door so many times. We've done yep, it, and it's yep. like, and you know, it's still because all they have that li- live there are mopes. You know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's this, you know, slumlord that yeah. doesn't have paper leases. He, you know, he lets these people live there and agree, you know, and agree that they're going to work on the house, quote unquote, while they live there for free. And it's like, you know, they're not doing any work to the house because there's more holes in it than the last time I was yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, and then, you know, but the city won't do anything about it. They won't condemn it. They won't do this and that. So it's like, we're just it's, constantly going back. Right, that's very frustrating. I know, like, we, we have the same thing where we have houses that we've hit with search warrants multiple times and uh, within the same year. And I'm like, what are we doing here besides wasting time and money? Like, yeah. and... um but then they've started giving those houses to us or those neighborhoods to us. And, you know, we're going to see if our approach is a little bit more effective because 
you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating on all ends because the guys that work the case and then the guy gets right back out, that's frustrating. And right. then it's frustrating to the city. Like, all right, well, what do you guys, it's like the scene in, in office space. What do you actually do here? Like, <laughs> so. Oh, John C. McGinley. What is uh, it that you do here? Yeah. I, I love him. He, uh, he was on uh burn notice. Uh, the, I think the last season or second last season of burn notice. And he was like a spy and, but he was trying to be serious and it was just, I couldn't see past Dr. Cox. I was yeah. like, it was good. Um, you ever watch burn notice? You know, I was at the show with uh, Bruce Campbell. Yes. Okay. Yes. I wanted to see it cause I like Bruce Campbell, uh-huh. but I never got around to seeing it. That was, that was a good show. When I moved to Florida, like that, I was like deep into that show. And I was like, I want to go to Miami. And then I see all these scenes <laughs> of like explosions and drug Lords. I'm like, not really, but I still want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go in Miami anymore. Right. Right. Um, I didn't realize show. how close I was to Miami when we, cause we went down to Marco. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we weren't that far away from it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I would like I was, you know, just looking when I was down there and I was like, well, how much does Marco Island Police Department make? Like 90 grand a year. I oh, was like, wow. okay, you know, <laughs> like that, that's you, I could do that's, that. That's got to be one of the higher places in Florida because, yeah, like, dude, you know, that that coast pays a whole lot better than my coast. My coast is kind really? of, uh, yeah, I, it's a higher tax bracket because you got more retirees go over there than, yeah where i am so well that was like, the, the house that we're staying at is you know somebody's beach home or whatever mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know it was they they are well one of them's one of them's retired and that's what it is you know it's just one of those things it's a snowbird house essentially yeah um i will have to wrap up shortly i gotta go in for uh we're doing some things so sure yeah oh, doing some things yeah <laughs> i'll i'll catch you up when off the record <laughs> um, um Go ahead. I was, no, I, no, you're good. You're good. Sorry, I, got I was it. checking my phone here. Um, okay. All right. So then, uh, since we need to wrap it up, I'm going to turn the tables on you, and we're going to do your your signal three. <laughs> up here, we call it a 1057. Oh, okay. That's a hit and run. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, if you were to identify as a sandwich, what would it be? Hmm. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever thought of these I, You questions? know, I thought of a few of them and I was like, shit, what would my answer be? Um, <laughs> Taylor ham, egg and cheese. Okay, what? All right. I, I've heard about <laughs> this Taylor ham shit. What is it? Is it spam? It is not spam. It is, it is a, it's a, it's a ham. Um, it's probably really processed. I don't know. The red gun squad has the history down. I don't, yeah. um, but it's, it comes in like a little like loaf, like a sausage almost. Oh, okay. and, and you slice it thin. And you fry it and you can put it on like you, I, I'll eat it on a sandwich by itself, but when mm. you mix it with egg and cheese or like you can like dice it up and mix it into scrambled eggs and stuff, it's just a salty ham that go, it, it looks a lot like Canadian bacon, but it's not, it tastes totally different. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. If uh, you, I was going to say, if you get to see it, but I, I doubt it's in Indiana. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there may be some Amish ham that uh because up in my area we have all these Amish. that's right there, yeah there may be some kind of strange meat that they would <laughs> offer that would be similar maybe maybe but Amish yeah meat. it's a it's a it's a jersey delicacy um it was founded just outside of princeton i believe and mm. it's it's good stuff that's like like i wasn't a huge fan of it when i well I, not that i wasn't a huge fan but like i would always be a bacon kid like when i was a kid growing oh, up yeah. 
but now that I don't have it, I crave it all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So if I didn't write these down, so I'm doing them by memory. Um, okay. If you were to identify as a Looney Tunes character, who would it be? Hmm. So I don't want to say bugs. Cause that's, I stopped asking that question. Cause everyone says bugs. Everybody says bugs. It annoys right. the shit out of me. Yep. Um, I, you know, Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, a boy. I say boy. That's a boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I was I, always I think, hoping somebody would say Yosemite Sam. Yeah, that would be a good one too. Like, that was always I, my favorite. You know, I had to tell my niece who Elmer Fudd was yesterday. What? I was, I, we, were, we were at the dinner table and we were talking and I, I was doing the voice and she was like, why are you sounding like a, like a foreigner? I was like, I'm not, I'm sounding like Elmer Fudd. And she goes, who? I was like, the Looney Tunes? Oh. She goes, who? I was like, oh my God. And I had to show her. She goes, oh, that's stupid. I'm like, go away. You know, you know, they're taking away his gun, right? No, really? Yeah. Cause they're going to, they're like relaunching Looney uh-huh. Tunes. Uh-huh. He's not going to have a gun anymore. Well, then what's the point? Cause it's dangerous. Well, I got that, but like, how is he going to be very, very quiet? Like he's going to use a net to catch the wabbits. Oh my God, bro. I, I hate, don't know. I hate this world. I do too. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. No. Um, let's see here. What are your, Oh, what, what's your favorite plot place to hang out at work um so there's a couple it it depends so right now my office but when i was on the street there there was a few i would like to sit like there's the main drag to where we work and like all the hotel parking lots are lined up there if i want to like shoot radar and just kind of chill and take a load off i go there um or there was like a big church parking lot like in one of the neighborhoods it's huge. It's bright. No one's going to come up um, behind you. Like you can see everyone come in 360. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite. And my buddies and I would just kind of come up and we'd, we'd chill or a 7-Eleven or a Wawa or something like that. Actually, no, the Wawa, the Wawa was desecrated. Like you can't go there for lunch or to get a Aww. drink. Like, because when you do, someone's flagging you down because someone's trespassing, someone's stealing. Oh, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a hot spot for that. Exactly. Dude. I hate those. Um, okay. What about uh, favorite drink off duty? Uh, the craft beer. If I, if I had to pick, if I was going to go like liquor, it'd probably be a captain and, and Coke zero. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Um, I was, I was big into Jameson and ginger for a while, especially post Ireland, but, uh, craft beer is kind of my Jameson and ginger. You've never had Jameson and ginger ale. Oh, ginger ale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like ginger. I was like, no, 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 no. putting baking spices in your like or <laughs> no. whatever in your whiskey no the the one thing i took away from ireland with jameson and ginger ale was uh they they garnish it with a lime which i never got here um that makes all the difference really like, yeah it, it turns like a 7.5 drink into like a 10 out of 10 it's so whoa good. yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. huh well, I don't remember any more of your questions, so uh, <laughs> we'll just cut it off from here, I guess. All right, that works, that works. Good Thank year. you for coming on. Um, for those of you that don't follow 108 Memes, which I know that you do, because um, anybody that follows me and, you know, you have a lot more followers than I do, so I'm sure <laughs> that more people follow you than do me. So um, go follow 108 Memes, check out his podcast, 108 Podcast with 108 Entertainment which is uh-huh. a new thing that's dropping, which is very exciting. Um, hopefully we're, we're going to be having some collaborations here in the near future mm-hmm. with uh, sure. shit. My FTO said, 
Yes. And, yeah. uh, and all that, you know, I hopefully. still have it all written. It's just, you know, just got busy and we never put it together, but yeah. it's, it's going to happen, bro. It's, it's going to happen because, you know, there needs to be a video of me putting my seat back and saying, don't hit anything. And <laughs> yeah. Cause that's some shit. My FTO said, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, bro. Uh, did I miss anything? Where can everybody get you at? You know, uh, 10, eight underscore memes on Instagram and everything else is kind of from there. Uh, I, I, I'm toying around the idea of actually doing like a website and that's where the whole 10, eight entertainment thing. Cause I want to do right. more than just the memes. I didn't want to be pigeonholed, um, but I'm not there yet. So yeah, Instagram, 10, eight underscore memes, or I'm also on uh, Facebook. I don't update that nearly as much, but, uh, and then everything kind of goes from there. Um, thank you for having me on your merch website. Oh, that's uh 10 dash eight dash memes dot equid ecwid.com. Uh, that link is in the, in the link tree in my Instagram also. Um, yeah, there's t-shirts and stickers and a bunch of other cool stuff too. So awesome. I appreciate it, man. If uh, if I didn't have to get to work, we would definitely we'd probably be talking all day. Dude, we'll do this again. It's Absolutely, just, yeah. And we'll have we'll have to have more of. I'll work on my Adam Sandler impression, and we can yeah. do a, a Batman sketch. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Sounds good. I right, see you. All right, big thanks to Ten Eight Memes for coming on the show. I had a great time recording this one, and even just editing it, I was sitting here laughing my ass off. So I hope you guys got some laughs out of it. Uh, please subscribe to the show. Give us a five star review. Head over to Instagram at Officer Campbell One Eight Two and. TikTok uh, at caffeine and sarcasm and have a great day, everybody.